Somebody else just feel an absolutely overwhelming, powerful, Holy Ghost anointed uh, service. I mean, it's just so, uh, so God, let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your love, and we thank you, dear God, that you are here in a mighty way, God, and, and that you are here, Lord, to meet our needs, and God, that you have confirmed, and God, we just ask right now that you'd go before and you would uh, uh, make a way, dear God, where there is no way, and Father, that you just speak to each of our hearts individually that we could absolutely hear from you, directly from you, and know that this morning. We thank you, God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Uh, this morning, I'll ask the question, I'll start by asking the question, what could you choose today? What choice could you make today that would change the course of your life forever and put you on track to be transformed into the man or the woman of God that you were created to be? I kind of feel like we're in that place. I kind of feel like we're in a presence. We're in an anointed atmosphere where, where God can do just exactly that, but we make the choice. So what choice could you make today? Again, that would completely change the course of your life and put you on track to be transformed into the man or the woman of God that he has created you to be. This morning I'd like to talk about next, next steps. I don't know how long we'll talk about it because I really want to do, what I want to do is jerk the worship team back up there. We'll get to let them have a little bit of rest. But let's see what God has for us today. If you would, please get Doug Spears out of the way. I'm trying, boy, I said, God, as I was, as I was worshiping, I said, take Doug Spears out of the way and God, you just take control. Whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to speak into our lives, that's exactly what I want to hear. It's exactly what I want to speak. So this morning we're talking about, and again, I want to talk about next steps. So what's the next step? If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then my goodness, this is the day. This is the day. This is the time your next step is to get saved. Your next step is to admit that, yes, indeed, I am a sinner for all of sin and come short of the glory of God, to believe and to confess for with the, what is it, with the mouth or with the heart, man believeth in the righteousness, with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. It's yours today. I guarantee it'll be the best decision you've ever made in your life. I promise you that. Barring none, it'll be the best, most important decision that you've ever made in your life. If you're here this morning and you've been saved, you've given your heart to the Lord, but you haven't been baptized in water, I tell you what, next week we've got a water baptism. That's your next step. We would love for you to come be a part of that. Follow Jesus in his, as he was baptized. In Acts 2.38, where it talks about repent and be baptized, and uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. So, so there's a couple of steps. For the rest of us, maybe you're here and you've been serving God for six days or maybe 60 years. That's okay, too, because God has a next step for all of us. So right now, God, Holy Spirit, speak, please speak to each and every one of our hearts and our minds and let us know what that next step is. What's the next step, your next step, this time in your life? I was listening to uh, one of my favorite pastors, Stephen Furtick. Uh, it's been uh, two or three weeks ago, and he, he uh, was preaching a message called, oh, Brandon, you're going to love this. It's called Chain. Now, what was, the, what was the thing that you said about Chain? You had this little, what is it? Repeat it. His name is spoken, chains are broken. You know what that leads me to believe? There is somebody here who has chains that need to be broken. It has been spoken and it has been confirmed. So I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's happening, but I know the Almighty God is here to loose those chains and to set you free. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Oh my goodness, I feel it this morning. God is here to meet your need. You just simply need to take the next step. You need to take the next step. Well, chain, as us often with uh, Stephen Furtick, uh, chain is an acronym. 
a lot of times his titles are acronyms. It stands for choice, habit, automatic behavior, identity, and nature. So boy, he started speaking, and I tell you, it brought me to my knees. I thought, oh God, think of the importance of the choices that we make. Now he went down the road, and he talked about the bad choices that we can make, the sometimes become habits. They become habits, and then after that, they become automatic. We just do them. Become a part of who we are. It actually becomes our identity. We think that's who we are, and the world thinks who we are. People who see us think that's who we are. Actually becomes a part of our nature. Oh, God help us. God help us. <laughs> when pastor asked me to speak, I knew what he wanted me to speak on. I knew what God wanted, and it was on chains. But not on that side, but on the good side. On the positive side. Folks, there are choices that we can make today that will become habits, that will become automatic behavior, that will become our identity and will become our absolutely nature, our absolute nature. So this morning, that's what I'm believing for each and every one in this place. It all has to do with that next step. I tell you, I have several, man, I'm hitting something badly. I uh, have several scriptures I want to read, so I'll try to be quick with those. In fact, I don't know how far we'll go into this. I do want to at least go through the first one. Um, well, let me read. Daniel. If you would, turn your Bibles to Daniel 1 through 8. Daniel chapter 1, 1 through 8. And in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land to Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought some of the articles into the treasure house of his God. And the king instructed Ashapaz, the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was not a blemish, but good-looking, gifted, and all the quick to understand, who had the ability to serve in the king's court, the language and the literature into that they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily portion, uh, portion of the king's delicacies and of the wine that he had drank and three years training for them that they might serve before the king. Now from among those that son of Judah was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave the names. He gave Daniel the name of Belteshazzar and Hananiah, Shadrach, Mishael, Meshach, and Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which, the, which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself, the King James Version says, with a portion of the king's meat or of his drink. I wonder today if... Well, I'll try to be on a, get off a, on a soapbox and off pretty quickly. But I wonder if today, if some of our problem is we have, unlike Daniel, we have not chosen that. Daniel was very specific. Now, Daniel, uh, think of this. Daniel was chosen, and it could have been tens, it could have been dozens, it could have been hundreds of men, young men, from the tribe of Judah, and they were going to uh, go into the, to, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, and they were going to... Uh, learn their language, learn, learn their literature, learn their creed, learn their culture, and then they were going to teach. So we got the best of the best. 
So, but there was one out of all these, again, I don't know if it was 10, 20, 100, whatever it was, but out of all of them, Daniel said, I purpose not to defile myself with a portion of the king's meat. Lord, help us today to live as close to God as we can instead of as close to the world as we can. Oftentimes I see, and, and Lord help us, but I see we just live right on the edge, just as close as we possibly can to, to falling off. It's to live, living as close as we can to Jesus. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself the portion of the king's meat. He was going to live as close to God as he was. He was, going to, he was going to be right there where God was. He was going to do everything. He wasn't going to let any even inkling look like he wasn't following God, that he wasn't completely sold out to God. He chose not to defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. So, but he did more than that. He did more than that. He chose not to, but he also took action on that. He did what he could do. Now, he had no control over what he ate or what he drank, but the prince of the eunuchs did. So what he did after making the choice, he went to the prince of the eunuchs. He says, please, uh, if please, I, wouldn't, I don't want to defile myself again with a portion of the king's meat. I don't want to do that. And uh, so I, there's going to be a pattern here. So Daniel made a choice. Then he did what he could do, but then God did what he could not do. So God helped him to find favor with this prince of the eunuchs. Didn't have to, but God helped him to find favor with him. So Daniel said that, and the prince of the eunuchs says, I tell you what, though, hey, what, what happens in three years? You go before Nebuchadnezzar, and you're too skinny. You're not as good looking as the other guys. You don't look like you were developed. You don't look like you were as smart. You don't look as good as they do. What's going to happen is he's going to say, hey, what happened to this Daniel? And uh, he's going to say, well, I, I fed him veggies and water instead of from your table. He said, okay, off with your head. He said, I'm going to have my I'm going to be beheaded over this. And uh, <clears throat> Daniel said, well, I tell you what, prove me. I have enough faith to believe that my God's going to show up, that he's going to take care of me. So after 10 days, Feed me vegetables and water, not what the king gave, not the king's drink, and uh, we'll see how I look then. So because of favor, he said yes. But the cool thing was in verse 12 in that first chapter, it says, talks about us instead of me. So what had happened in the meantime is Daniel made a choice, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego <coughs> All they needed was for Daniel to make a choice, and all of a sudden they had the courage to do those things. So they stood up and I said, I tell you what, we are purposing in our heart that we're not going to defile ourselves against with a portion of the king's meat. So now the one became a community. I believe that God set us up in community. I believe that we need one another. So now listen to this, and, I want, and, and again, I don't know how far to go with this, but I at least want to say this, is Pat, there are people in your life that need to see you make this choice. You're going to have to make the choice first, and they're going to follow suit. I believe that. I believe 
that there are people in Galena High School all right that need to have someone make a choice and they'll follow but until someone does they're gonna stay silent who in your life is just waiting for you to say I'm all in who in your life is just waiting for you to take that next step and they'll be right there with you but they're not going to do it until you do I believe it does. Again, it may be a son or a daughter. It may be a mother or a father. It may be a friend. It may be a coworker. I don't know who it is. But I believe that there are lives that hang in the balance just simply because of this group of people right here. And we have the opportunity to take a step, take that step of faith, and they're going to follow suit. But we've got to take that step of faith because they will. They made a choice. Daniel made a choice. Shadrach, Meshach, and Mendigo came on board. They did what they could do. Daniel went to the prince of the unit. God did what he could not. And then uh, they had faith to believe it. He followed suit. And in verse 15, it says that, you see, says that the, the four men said they were fatter and fairer than all the rest. In my, kind of my translation, I believe that says they are better looking and they are more buff than anybody, any of the other people that were, came out of the land of Judah. So God made a, he made it happen, and then he blessed them. So what we see, <clears throat> okay, go on. So the choice, that was the choice. Then there was a habit, it had to become a habit. It wasn't a choice that they made one time, it wasn't even a choice that they made 10 times, 10 days in a row. But it was a choice that they made for three years. It's a choice that they made for three years. And I would dare say that during that time, can you imagine, here they are eating vegetables and water on prime rib, prime rib Fridays. So here is this juicy, medium rare prime rib, fixed just perfect. It has the aju sauce on the side. It has the creamy horseradish just ready for you to devour. Or maybe it's the ahi, the ahi tuna, which I absolutely love, just lightly seared on each side with the raw tuna. Steak size, about side by two inches, awesome. Maybe it, was, maybe it was barbecue ribs, or maybe it was even coconut cream pie, blonde brownies, or even my favorite, old-fashioned donuts. You know, I, I bet during this three years, I bet they were just a little bit tempted, don't you? I bet there were times that it almost got overwhelming. I don't know if I can have another bowl of cauliflower or not. I don't know if I can take it, but they hung on. They made the choice again and again. It's not enough to make a choice this morning. And I believe that people all across here, we're going to make choices to make that next step. But I want you to know right now, it's not enough just to do it today. What does pastor say? That people, what, they, they are motivated to sign up, but they're not motiv motivated enough to show up. Well, I think God wants us to show up. I think he wants us to make that same decision tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. That step, that keep doing that. Keep, so they did. So they did that. Now the cool thing was, and I'll, again, I'll try to read some scriptures through here. What happened while they were making that and they were being committed is that their lives were being transformed. So in verse 17 of chapter 1 it says, God gave them knowledge and skills and all literature and wisdom and Daniel had understanding and all visions and dreams. So while they were 
eating vegetables and water. While they had made that choice, God was changing their lives. He was transforming their lives. I don't know where you are in the process. You may have made that choice long ago. You may be on two years and three months of the journey. I don't know where you are, but continue on. Continue on because there's some transformation going on. You may not even see it yet, but others do. Others do. So again, that process going on during that transformation period. Then after the three years, King Nebuchadnezzar, they had their one-on-one interview with the king. And it says in verse 20 that in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king uh, examined them and found them to be ten times better than all the magicians, the astrologers, and all of those wise men who were in his realm. They were ten times smarter after eating, after choosing not to defile themselves with a portion of the king's meat. They were smarter. They were wiser. So on the way to becoming a habit, some things were happening to them. But something happened after that 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 is is played out in uh, the second chapter and the third chapter. The second chapter for uh, Daniel, the third chapter for Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that is... uh, in the second chapter of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and he was uh, upset by it. He asked the wise men to come in, all those wise men to come in, and no one, had the, uh, no one had the interpretation. He said, I don't just want the interpretation, but I want, the, uh, uh, I want you to tell me the dream. Take this off. But I want you to, I want you to tell me the dream. And uh, so they said... <laughs> Who can do that? You know, just, just tell us a dream and we'll tell the interpretation. And, uh, and he said, no. He said, you know, you guys are scoundrels. So you can, if I tell you the dream, you can tell me any interpretation. That doesn't mean anything. But if you can tell me what my dream is and then tell me the interpretation, then I know that you're being honest. So he said, well, I tell you, if you can, I'm just going to cut you up in pieces and kill all of you. So this got back to David. Well, David was one of those wise men. And... Uh, so he, uh, he went to the king. He had gone to the prince before, so he went to the king now, and he said, King, what's going on? And the king said, well, I need somebody to tell me my dream and also interpret for me. He said, give me some time. Give me a little bit of time. So the king did, and he went back, and went back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he said, guys, pray. Because if you don't, it's going to be our heads. Lives hanging the balance here. All of the, all of the wise men, all the astrologers, all the magicians, all, the, all those people, every one of them is going to be killed if someone didn't come up with a dream. So they prayed, and that night, again, God did what they could not, and he uh, got the interpretation to his dream. So went the next day to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, and he told him, he said, uh, he said, King, as you know, there's not an astrologer, there's not a magician, there's not an enchantress, an enchantor in your kingdom that could give the interpretation or the dream. No one can do that. He said, in fact, no one can. But he said, there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets. And then he told him the dream. He told him the interpretation of the dream. And uh, later on in the chapter, he says, King Nebuchadnezzar ends up saying, truly, this is the God of gods. So what had been a habit has now become a, uh, it's a way of life. It's what they do day in and day out. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did the very same thing. Except it was with the uh, King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue. 
said, uh, when the music plays, worship me. And uh, if you don't, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. So, of course, Shadrach, Meshach, and go. the music played, and that wasn't their God, so they didn't worship. And uh, so some of their people, probably who were a little bit jealous of them, decided that they would... Uh, tell the king. So they went to the king and said, hey, when the music played, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't worship the golden statue. And uh, so the king brought him in and said, okay, guys, I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to play the music. You worship the statue. Everything's fine. They said, hey, guy, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to, because we are, um, we are not in any way careful or any way concerned about the, our answer to you. And it's that is we're not going to worship the golden statue. <laughs> I don't care how good the music is, what plays, what you threaten us with, we're not going to worship you. So King Nebuchadnezzar went crazy, got nutso, and uh, threw him into the fiery furnace. Got so mad they heated it seven times. People outside died because it was so hot. And uh, so, uh, but then King Nebuchadnezzar looks inside the furnace, and they said, didn't you put change on these guys? And they said, yeah. And he said, well, they're walking around free. And there's another one walking around as if he's, and he looks like he's the son of God looks like he's the son of God. So King Nebuchadnezzar, they come out and um, they say, uh, and King Nebuchadnezzar says, anybody who says anything against their God, they came out without being burned, without being singed, without even the smell of smoke. Anybody says anything against their God, I'm going to cut them up into pieces. So once again, at every step, the choice was made. They acted on that. They did what they could do. God did what he could do. God was glorified, and the people were blessed. Happened time, time again. Go through those first six chapters. It's what I came here to tell you this morning. You make a decision. You act upon it. Brandon, you said that. You actually preached the sermon. You said you act upon it. You do what you can do. God will do what he can do. God will be glorified, and you're going to be blessed. Doesn't mean you're not going to go through the fiery furnace. Doesn't mean like Daniel in chapter 6, you're not going to be thrown into the lion's den. It doesn't mean that at all. But it does mean you're going to walk out unscathed with not even the smell of smoke upon you. Doesn't mean when your enemy comes against you, I love that verse in Isaiah where it says, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. It doesn't mean everything is going to be hunky-dory and nice, but it means that we've got the victory. We've got the freedom. We've got the healing. We've got the power. We've got the salvation. We've got the life. I don't know where to go with this, so I'm going to stop now. I, but I... But I, I'm going to stop, and if the worship team would come up, I do think, I think there's some, some very specific message that the Lord really wants to say today. And that is, if you'll, t if you'll make the choice, you'll step out, you'll do what you can do, I'll do what only I can do, I'll be glorified, and you'll be blessed. Holy Spirit, right now, you have been in this place mightily. You have absolutely uh, met us, Lord, in the worship, God, and the music, and the words, and the songs, and God, you have 
how you have opened up our hearts and our minds. But right now, God, speak to us individually. What's the next step that we need to take? What's the next thing? What's the choice that we need to make that if we did, would change the course of our lives and transform us into the men and the women that you would have us to be? God, right now, speak to hearts. So what's going on and what can happen when someone does that? I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. And I, I may have talked about my uh, niece and nephew before. But this is what I believe God can open up for people. And this is a couple from Galena and Riverton, Kansas. They're about 40 years old. And my nephew is a cowboy. And he does reining. I don't know if you know what raining is, but it's where they spin their horses round and round, and they stop, dead stop, and then they run, and they kind of slide on their bottoms. It's a really cool thing. So he has been very successful in that. In fact, he was number one in the world two years ago, had the number one horse, won the triple crown of raining, the whole thing. This is, a, this is a couple from Galena and Riverton. So they're right here where we are. Amazing. Now, what's, what's amazing about it is I don't know of a more godly, God-fearing, wonderful family in Christ than this family. They have based their whole life on Christ. They have put him first, and God has. They've made a choice. Every Saturday, every, every um, contest that they go to, every, that he has a class that he gives for teenagers on God. And he has a whole program he has out again for these cowboys, the children of these cowboys. So God has blessed him. I, I believe that's the reason he was number one in the world. So you think that's pretty cool. Well, that's pretty cool because that, is a, that gives him a platform to speak, and he uses it. <laughs> he talks about God all the time. He uses it. And lives are changed because of it. But you know what God did this time? Don't limit God. You know what he did a couple months ago? They got a call from a show called The Last Cowboy, and it's a reality TV show, and they decided that they wanted to put them, use them for this reality TV show. First of all, because he's very successful, he is in this reigning thing, but second of all, because of their, their connection with God. So back in March, they started coming to their house, and they started filming, the, filming their family, and they started... Uh, again, preparing this reality TV show. Connie texted them last week, and they were coming to church with them last Sunday. Now, how cool is that? Here is a young couple from Galena and Riverton, Kansas, who already have a national audience, but now are going to have an international audience. No telling how many people that will reach just simply because they made a choice, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. They acted upon that, and that's why they've raised their four kids, and those are some mighty fine four kids. They did what they could do. Then God did what he could do. God was glorified, and they've been blessed. So don't limit God. Don't limit God this morning. We're praying every Wednesday night believing that the fire is falling and it fell this morning, but in greater measures than it ever has. We believe that the water's flowing. We believe it's, it will flow more than it ever has. Don't limit God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Megiddo. 
Daniel went all the way to the third in the kingdom. Think of all the lives that were changed because of him. Don't limit God. So this morning, what is it? What is it that God is dropped in your heart? The choice that you need to make. Daniel's was not to defile himself with a portion of the king's meat or drink. Is there something that you're doing? You need to choose to stop. It's hindering you. It's hindering you. It's keeping you from what God has wants you to be, what he has called you to be. Is there something that you need to start? Something that you've been thinking about it, something you need to do, something you need to step out in faith, faith on, but you just haven't quite done it yet. This morning, as we, let's, let's sing. And, uh, well, first of all, before we do, before we do, if you're here this morning, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. If I could have the care team, the prayer team go ahead and come up, and also the, uh, the elders, the pastoral staff come up. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this is the perfect time. My goodness, we've got people that will pray for you, believe in you, and will, uh, again, will introduce you to, the, to Jesus. Anybody today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now... If you're here and there's a choice that you need to make today, you need to start off on that road today, then let's come forward. Let's come forward and make that choice. Let's come forward again, stand, praise. Let's see what God has for us. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Okay. You know what I'd like for us to do? Thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for showing up and worshiping God. But you know what I would like for us to do? Let's be that person who takes the first step. There may be somebody here today that's not going to come forward unless somebody else does. So I would, I would dare say that just about all of us here could say, I want more of Christ. I want to be closer. I want, to, I want more of him. I want to go all the way. I want to uh, be known and identified as, as a child of God. So if you would, if you are willing to be one of those individuals that takes that first step, let's come forward and let's just begin to praise and see what God has for us.
Praise the Lord. The uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of Christ, bringing every thought into the captivity of God. So what we'd like to do this morning, just to end up with this, if you would. I can't help but believe that this whole idea of change is one of the things that God is, that God is trying to, uh, to speak to us today is that we can break those. So those can come down and we can, we can create new pathways. So if you would, let's come down and let's just, let's just take a few minutes. Little, it's, it's not quite noon yet. Let's take a few minutes and let's pray for uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's pray for one another that God will break the chains, that God will help us to be what he has called us to be, that each of us will take the step that we need to take. So again, I'll ask you if you would, just come down, all of us, and let's uh, take a few minutes just to, uh, to pray for one another. Pray for Christ's point. Pray that God will bless us. Pray that the rain will come. Pray that the rain will continue to come. Mighty ways, pray for Pastor where he is. He's all day. He's preaching. Let's do a little bit of body ministry and pray for one another if we would.